Hello, everybody, and welcome back to yet another Papahood podcast. And this time with another superhero dad as we know them. Every time we sit down and speak to uh, a father, there's a new leaf of knowledge that adds to our book, right? And today's dad is, well, in my view, going to add a few more leaves in our books of knowledge about being a dad. And it's going to be, I'm looking forward to this as, you know, as everything else. Building relationships can take a person a long way, as we all know that, right? With the younger generation, uh, building both physical and virtual walls around them, guiding them to inculcate this quality, to understand the significance of building meaningful relationships are very essential. As individuals, we have a lot to learn and unlearn from our parents, their style of uh, bringing us up. Of course, that was a different time, a different place, a different world, actually. So adapting and tweaking these methods, right, so that we can raise our kids and give them up to society. We offer them up to society, right, as citizens of country of a society. So it's all about striking that balance. Today, I'm extremely intrigued to dive into the conversation with a father who oversees all dimensions of parenting. And he does this seamlessly, beautifully, to offer his children his best version of a parent. I love that because as a parent, we don't get a handbook. I love it because as a parent, we get to make mistakes, but also as a parent, we get to correct them and be papas and be fathers. I'm your host, Stephen Brass, and I'm looking forward to talking to Mr. Aslam Gafur. Aslam was born into a family that is revered, looked up to, is a man of lovely substance, believes that a family is knit together with elements of love, respect, and discipline. His determination to begin a career outside of his father's business and build himself an empire of experience, well, speaks volume about his perseverance. His life is a sum of strong childhood foundation, discipline, working hard to succeed in life and staying at par with, uh, well, what we all sometimes uh, have to live with, the societal challenges. These have taught him to weigh both sides of a coin and guide his 23-year-old daughter and 21-year-old son in every aspect possible. Aslam, before we begin, thank you for being here. It's absolutely a pleasure to speak with you today on this Papahood podcast. Aslam, what have I missed about you as a dad? First of all, uh, uh, thank you, Steve. Uh, and uh, I loved uh, hearing all that you told me about uh, myself because I wish my my kids will hopefully listen to this, but uh, I wish uh, they, they were told this every day. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited and glad to be on this uh, Papahood podcast. And like you said, parents don't have a handbook to, to manage their children. I also don't have a handbook how to maybe be part of the show. So I'm going to just unwind myself and, you know, have a freewheeling chat with you on my life and life lessons. So as far as uh, my personal life is concerned, yes, I am uh, uh, from Bombay. I grew up in Bombay and then I moved because of my work to Bangalore 
almost close to 25 years back. And I call Bangalore my home. And um, this is where I actually uh, met my wife. And um, and then I've had two lovely children after that. So it's been, it's been a great ride uh, in the city. My work is around the world of hospitality and food and beverage travel. So I've had great opportunities to to travel around the country and the world. And, and I was happy that, you know, when I was traveling alone to these places, I used to always say, you know, I wish I had my family with me. And then there came a time when I had my wife with me and then she came along and then I had my children. So we've had a lot of shared experiences of, uh, you know, exposing uh, our worlds to uh, the, the, the whole the world outside us. Yeah. And I think it's a, it's a, when you look back, actually, it's a great thing. So, yeah. So collectively, I think it's been a, it's a lovely journey. And, uh, and here I am actually uh, in front of you. Fantastic. Aslam, you know, one of the things that every father experiences are the expectations that are set upon him, right? When you're younger, maybe those expectation levels are not so high. I want to get started with asking you, I know that you, your, your father ran a business, your family ran a business as well, and you decided to move away from it, right? Mm-hmm. Now, as a dad, just from that perspective, not from an individual, not from a businessman, but as a dad, how did you manage that? In terms of uh, breaking away? Breaking away and setting your own path because okay. you're a young dad, you've got young kids maybe, you know, how did that yeah so if i rewind back into thinking when when i was getting out of college and and i was like looking at what i need to do so but but really you were living jointly in your in your family with your brothers siblings and and parents and i don't know but somewhere i felt that i had a sort of a mindset of being a lot more disciplined than i saw the larger world outside me and when i say when i use that word I actually used to believe that, and, and I don't know, maybe it also comes with the fact that, you know, my dad had a business of his own and people who have their own business have no timing, really. And I mean, they make a lot of money, but then, uh, you know, they, they are gone for a few days, maybe they are gone late night, and they're not about socializing, it's just about work, right? They're, they're out somewhere. And, and while I, I won't say that I was like missing my dad because he was not at home, but I would not see him. And, uh, and I would always say, and, and then I would meet my, my neighbor, neighbor's uh, dad. And, you know, he would go to one multinational company thing with a bag in his hand in the morning and come back in the evening, have his tea. And I, I mean, not that, uh, so, you know, I also, I used to like that, that, that visual. And I used to feel myself that, you know, you know maybe I should uh, be doing something like this. And I, of course, had no clue what I would be doing. And, um, and I was very sure that, whatever my dad was doing, he was into uh, the whole building uh, construction industry. So I wasn't sure that I was made for it. And that's when I think uh, soon after college, my mind started building around this whole creativity concept. And I used to admire advertisements and computers were just becoming a thing of uh, uh, like very hip that time, you know, there was just an introduction of computers. And I actually got some assignments to work in those uh, spaces and i think it, there, there there was no no plan i would say you know i kind of you know in those good old days you stumbled into things you know and i stumbled into something but i'm glad that you know when i stumbled into it i saw purpose i i try to find the good in that and i try to you know stay a little more perse- persevere a little better 
and and that's when i kind of uh, realized that's that's my my path and i need to be with it and, and it, it was every day was a successful day in, not i would say in terms of achieving selling something or whatever but you know i was happier each day that went by and and it just became a way of life lovely i i like the point that you raise about although dad was away you didn't necessarily have to miss him but you knew that he was away now when you got into you know you, when you stumbled into your business how did that pan out for the kids do were you mindful of that or, or, you know about maintaining that balance of making sure you had time for them and how did that yeah absolutely so i realized one thing you know so the thing is i think there's always a generational jump that happens like you know i think like if i know how to use facebook even a 10 year old knows that time when facebook came how a facebook is to be used. so and then nothing to do with age but we jump generationally so i think like because now it's been quite a few it's been a few couple of decades rather that you know these things have happened so you know you also uh, learn that uh, there is a certain responsibility and there is a certain rounding up uh, i mean you know it sounds little um, like 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 you know i'm trying to say that there's a sort of so, this so called perfect world which not necessarily there may be but uh, but you know you you imagine a sort of a perfect world where people are with their family they are you know dining together they are going shopping together they're going to watch a movie together then they're going for a holiday together but it's not something which will happen necessarily but this is what you vision out right yeah but if you're able to do that i think that's that's a great sense of uh, satisfaction if i would say because at the end of the day we don't know what our life cycles are in this world and 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 we are living and we need to live for today and for the moment you know what the next second holds for us is another story so i personally believe that i need to value or cherish that every moment that i am with them yeah, whether it and not just with my uh, my children but whether it's your wife it's your, your in laws or your you know when you go and sit with friends i think every moment is so uh, precious and valuable with them we sometimes just let it go because they think ah chalta you know we, i can, i'll meet him again tomorrow but i think that moment is very important so the same principles i applied to my own family you know where i felt that uh, there has to be this uh, if i could work life balance and while um, you know i have a job to do because that's what's going to get me uh, a personal satisfaction and the money yeah. but at the same time um, because i need the money right we all need the money but at the same time i also need to make sure that i will be there you know with them and uh, to whatever extent i i'm i'm sure my kids would still feel that i didn't spend enough time with them but but, but i think i wanted to make good you know whatever time i was not with them and spend a lot more time so whether it was coming back home from work or also going on vacations fantastic nice now we have this tendency of dramatizing fatherhood sometimes what's the tough part of being a dad aslam what's the hard truth about being a dad because for me as a dad i i'm anxious sometimes i'm wondering oh, what's the future going to hold for my kid or my kids what did you experience at some parts so there are few things to it so one of course is the the whole thing is that dads are supposed to be tough okay and not tough i mean by uh, discipline tough but you know tough in terms of uh, just the fact that uh, they are they are more resilient you know if you have a problem you go to them you need the money you go to them you um you know you need to fix something you know dad's going to be the guy who 
fix uh, like a light bulb or maybe a computer thing or something like that. So one is that expectation is always high, uh, you know, in terms of the way the children see you. That's one. But the second part is like, you know, um, like like uh, you mentioned about how it, it, it may be, you know, I, I think it's always um, like kids, you know, my kids are like you mentioned earlier, 21 and 23, but for me, they never grow old, right? You know, they're always kids. And, uh, you know, because so what happened is always, you know, there's that point, you wonder what is that, that day or age when you want to let go. And there is no day like that, you know, where you want to say let go. So you need to learn a way back in life, uh, you know, when they were smaller only that their time is to let go. And I think that's a tough part because there is no balance that you can make and say this is the right date, you know, uh, when they're 15 or 18 or 10 or whatever it is. Because see, they are going to school, you're dropping them to school when they're young. But what happens beyond after that, I don't know, you know. And they're still for seven, six, eight hours, whatever, they're on their own. They could be. And, and as a parent, you're always worried because nobody raises kids for kids to get hurt. Nobody raises kids for kids to, uh, you know, get all complicated with their lives. Mm -hmm. So you want to be there for their help. So I think that that concern is always there at the back of your mind. But I, I, like I use the word again, you need to get into some Zen moment and say, there's only so much you can control. And that's what I did. So I have appeared difficult only for the fact that I just wanted to break away without breaking away. Oh, that is deep. You wanted to break away without breaking away. Yeah. One of, one of the things that I believe strongly, and I was uh, having this small chat about fatherhood with a friend of mine the other day, and I reminded him that our designation, if I may, as a father never changes. Mm. You know, what you just said, when do I give up? When do I stop being dad? You can't. I'm just, you know, it's a lifetime title. Like being mom is a lifetime uh, title. Yeah. Uh, so the pressures are always on. The expectations, maybe it diminishes over time, but it's always there. Aslam, I want to ask you, you created a path for yourself. Did you encourage your kids to do that as well? And if so, how? Yeah, absolutely. So when when I was in college, like I didn't do the typical science and um, you know, law or IS exams. So, you know, there were only three things that you could do that time generally, not there were other things you could do, but, you know, we, our exposure was very limited. So it was commerce, science and arts. And then um, somehow commerce looked like the things for guys and, you know, and then you did something on the line, I, I can tell you for certain that while I enjoyed my moments in college, I don't remember anything that I studied there. Actually, so <laughs> so you have to restart in life, right? You when you when you give up, uh, you have to restart in life because the, the real world is a different world. You you mug books and you pass because you wanted to get a degree or something like that because that's what you had to show your workplace. But there was really no major work learning curve that you learned from the college, like uh, a sort of thing. So I actually. Like I told earlier that, you know, I felt I had a creative bent of mind. So I joined a creative agency for some time. But then I soon realized that, you know, uh, maybe, you know, I should be also working around the whole digital world. And this was like 25 years or back because it was a little too early for its time. But I actually, there were two big companies that time, Wipro and HCL, that had just launched uh, those humongous computers. So I joined one of them. 
I mean, I was lucky to actually, I would say, get a job with them because it's not easy to get into a Wipro or HCL those days. Mm-hmm. And I was in sales and and a, a computer that I sold the Oberoi Hotels that time blew up and then they held me accountable as a customer, uh, as a salesperson, but I was also like a customer facing guy. And they said like, you know, you need to figure out how to fix this because our work gets stuck. And I actually helped them fix it. And while it was getting fixed, whatever work that was getting held up, I tried sorting it out. And I think that whole customer service angle that came through, somebody, the, the person I was interacting with turned around and said, have you ever considered working in hotels? And I said, oh, I don't know anything about it. So they said, no, 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 just uh, you should come and talk to us. You know, I think you will enjoy. And sure as hell, you know, the next thing I knew I was working in the hotels. I mean, I went through a series of interviews and all. And what I realized is that my life very happily in a happy moment took the right uh, turns. And then I joined hotels, which literally I think three years into my working life. And it's been 25 years since I've been in the space in hospitality, if I would say. And uh, and when I was in hotels, literally in the first or second year, it dawned on me that this was my 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 space and this is where I need to be. And my friends told me that it's like, you know, this is like they saw me operate there and they realized that, you know, this I, I fitted like a second skin, the hotel fitted like that to wow. me. So now forward this back forward to my children. So when my children were growing up, you know, again, kids go through enough uh, or say, you know, mental ideas about, you know, they are artists, they are sports people, are they culinary specialists or whatever their mind is. So, you know, the goalposts keep changing because sometimes it's also very faddish and especially nowadays yeah. when, um, you know, you also have other friends who are doing XYZ, you're watching television and think cricketing is the next best thing. So let's join an academy. So there's a lot of pressure around you and there are opportunities also to, to actually latch on to those. Whether you'll succeed or not is a different story. Whether you'll stick with it or not is a different story. So I remember uh, around uh, their middle school, uh, my children started showing interest of a certain nature, each of them individually. So my daughter particularly started showing a lot of interest in art and creative drawings and, and sketching and everything else. And my son started showing some interest in cooking. Surprisingly, it was the other way around how the world perceives. Um, because I joke with my daughter that... Uh, and my son, both of them, that if my daughter tries to go in the kitchen and light a gas stove, I think the house will be on fire. <laughs> and if my son tries to draw a straight line, it will be crooked. So, <laughs> so both of them are diametrically different. <laughs> so, but but it's a good thing that whatever they pursue, they pursue well. So they actually told us that you know she said I want to pursue fashion design and my and it kind of leaned very well into the creative arts and my son said you know I want to join the culinary school and we said cool like you know if that's your interest no problem at all like you know uh, we'll see how we can help you with that and sure as hell then they went through their 12th standard and subsequently they also joined my daughter managed to get into the National Institute of Fashion Technology a dream college and she graduated from there last year and she then got into work and my son's uh, uh, dream school was the Culinary Institute of America in New York. And I can tell you that was one of the most difficult places that you can get into, not just because it's in the US and there are some selection process that you have to go through. It costs a lot of money, by the way. And because people like us can't really afford that sort of fees. But then there was some uh, miracle that uh, he managed to get some scholarship, which is very unusual to get in, in that college. Because international students don't get uh, as much support uh, as you, if you were from that country, but he managed to. So 
he actually landed up going to CIA, and that was his dream. And uh, and lo and behold, this is his last year. He'll be graduating from the college. Is despite COVID, despite everything, he's managed to finish his. Uh, he'll finish his three years this year. So they so, pursued what they wanted to. Oh, lovely! And I I love the fact that, and I'm a strong believer in that as well because. Uh, my wife and myself watch out for our kids, right? In terms of how they are taking to something. And you're absolutely right. Today's faddish world, I don't know, there could be, um, one of my sons came up to me one day and said, dad, I think I'm going to be a social influencer. <laughs> he was nine at the time. <laughs> so you're absolutely correct. But given the choices the youngsters have, the kids have today, and given the generation that we come from, or I come from, or maybe even you, how do you handle that? How do you balance it? How do you guide them as a, as a parent? You've partially answered that, Aslam, in terms of identifying it earlier on in their life. But how do you handle it when it changes, right? As we all know, it does. No, so you need to look within yourself also, right? I mean, that's where your learning comes from. Because if I see myself way back when I was growing up, I went through enough, uh, I guess, uh, uh, conflicts in my head about what I wanted to do and you know I, I I could actually I joke about this I could have been a DJ I love music and <laughs> and and you know it didn't it, actually they, you didn't have to use so many funny gadgets that you use today so it was a simple gadget that you had to use that time to be a DJ so I wanted to be a DJ I could have been um, an ad, a creative agency a copywriter which is also something I like to do and so on and so forth so I think we ourselves go through our own conflicts right about uh, what you are because you know you somehow if you missed out being having gone through the whole science team so you know you're going to be a doctor you went through the whole law thing you need to be a lawyer it's clearly defined but when you do commerce the world is uh, as confusing not i would say open but as confusing <laughs> as it can be so i i think about that myself so i keep on comparing if i can remember my 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 moments of the, at the same age when i was where my kids are today and i say hey you know what i also did go through that and I can relate to it. So uh, I can possibly help if they want to change their goalposts or if they want to briefly also do something else. Like, you know, if they want to, like my son wanted to learn play tennis uh, when he was in the ninth. And we were all cool about it. My daughter wanted to learn piano and we were also fine with that, but it didn't last long. Yeah. So we, we supported it till it, it stayed in their head, like for a couple of years, whatever it was. And, and then we moved on. So that same way, uh, you need to manage the children's expectation, you know, because goalposts will change. You know, yeah. it's not that they will not change. And for some, it may stay for good, like, you know, but but it it's okay if that happens. But I think people and children should have a kind of a basket of ideas. And even if one becomes their goal, they should have uh, other things also to fall back onto just in case something didn't work which they thought was the most priority that mm. they wanted to follow. So don't uh, put all so, your eggs in one basket, the old saying as it yeah. goes. Yeah, nice, nice. I love the fact that you wanted to be a DJ. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take you up on that, Aslam. One day we'll listen to your music for sure. Yes. <laughs> Aslam, you come from a different era. And where I'm going with this is, what did you learn from your dad that you believe still stays true irrespective of the passage of time so uh, in fact there are like you you know you got to learn and you also unlearn both the things you need to do see the couple of things that uh, i saw with my dad that he definitely had uh, 
discipline and uh, so was my mom i mean they were very sticklers for detail and and so on and so forth so you know that definitely stayed on with me um, a, a lot and uh, and the fact that you know we were a, a very a, a family which was together caring for each other because you know those days also there were very little distractions mm. in fact when i was growing up till a long time there was no television and you know there was only a radio and then all the all the uh, fun things you did was as a as physically you had to go out and play cricket you had to play gilli danda you had to fly a kite and so on and so forth so i think just by sheer doing that you always stayed together you know uh, not necessarily with the parent but as a sibling and yeah. parents were always there i think earlier parents were always there more as a protector and a provider and uh, i i you know it's always assumed and i think maybe i'm also like that dads don't show too much affection so you know moms are overtly emotional and dads are overtly non emotional <laughs> so uh, i mean that's how it's understood by the way yeah. and generally so i think i saw that same thing in my dad i mean he was strict also uh, and so on so forth but a couple of other things that so these were some learnings from him but the unlearning was that you know somehow i also felt that you know uh, he was very generous so he lived for the day he would you know help everybody around so basically if we run out of money the most often because you know he was busy helping everybody or if he if he got some money he would make sure that he spent it on all of us and and with the best of thing what i realized there that uh, doing thing in my head light bulb savings you know mm. you need to save so i yeah. so when i started earning my, one of my first things uh, was important was that you know you need to save uh, because you never know what tomorrow holds True. so that was very important and the second thing was you know also to get out of your shell to see the world because there were not many opportunities that time to to go out anywhere with uh, with parents maximum if you went you went to your hometown in a train and you stayed in somebody's house you didn't do anything else but then i again so the learning from that was you know can you maybe explore the world a little differently so i'm saying that's why i use the word unlearn so there was there were things that you saw and you said no 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 i think when uh, i mean maybe i want to do this little differently you know if if i get uh, married if i have children then this is what i think i'd like to do and then when the day came i hope i you know i put that into practice lovely i i like the fact that you say learn and unlearn because uh given the changes that we have experienced over mm. you know uh, i think uh, my kids would experience something in 5 years what it would have taken maybe 30 or 40 years for somebody exactly. of an older generation uh to uh, to have experienced so very interesting i love the stereotypes that you've brought out there the provider and protector you know and uh, how dads don't show so much of emotion do you think that's right though aslam i think it's all right because uh, i think intrinsically it is understood that you know we are caring so you don't have to really put a layer and jabardasti show that you know all these lovey dovey stuff because you know it doesn't come naturally sometimes true because but i think uh, by your action and by the fact that you know you do certain things in a certain way uh, you know it just automatically builds that in automatically the vibe actually comes through so it doesn't have to be a a, a showcase or a showbazi of that aspect yeah because it may not come to some people naturally i mean it's not true with for every dad i mean many dads are very loving and and they express it so well uh, but uh, so no, nothing uh, like uh, generalizing there but but yeah but i personally feel that i think every personality is different so everybody has a way of 
explaining, not explaining, but I mean, uh, showcasing their emotion in a certain body language or vibe way. True. Uh, and and that I think kids are smart. They pick up when they're one month old. They don't. They, <laughs> you don't have to be grown up for that. <laughs> true. True. That's absolutely. And you're absolutely right. Right. I mean, we we dads sometimes we don't show emotion as well as the mums do, but we definitely have it there, and it's. Well, it's subtle, but it's absolutely there. Our kids pick up on it for sure. Aslam, a couple of questions. Uh, how has fatherhood changed you, if it has? So it brings a sense, uh, the biggest thing is it brings a sense of responsibility, right? Because, uh, and not fatherhood, it starts with the marriage. Which <laughs> 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 I joke with my family, actually. <laughs> so, so basically, see, when you're, when you're single, you're fairly footloose, right? I mean, you have a responsibility to yourself and whatever work and everything else, but you're still, there's, there's really, your parents may question you where you went and what happened and whatever else, but but still you can distance yourself and they let go. But when you're married, that's a very clearly, you're getting into, you know, a relationship and there are expectations out of it. So it's not nothing wrong with that. So I think it's two both ways. And the second part is that when the children arrive, that again is another set of responsibility. So I think that's one thing that uh, is paramount is that, you know, I think, you know, you realize that uh, we, we all have to go grow up together and there is a certain, uh, you know, uh, responsibility that, will, that I'll have to share with them uh, as we go up. But the second thing is, you know, it also brings a sense of uh, love, which brings a sense of affection which, uh, you know, it is, it's different from when you were a son to your dad. Like, you know, here now it's a different relationship altogether. When you're caring for your ch- child, you know, there is there is that bond that develops. You know, you know little, little things uh, uh, are, you know, highlighted. You know, you get excited about when they're small. And then as they grow up, you know, every day, you know, is, is, a, is a learning curve. And, and every, everything is a great memory that you you know, you, you kind of build into your head and then comes a time when they're all growing up. So I think that the way the fatherhood changes is that it uh, changes you internally. It kind of also softens you if you had any, um, like a strictish, um, you know, way of living your life, because like I used the word earlier that, you know, much against your, some of your wishes, you also, like I mentioned earlier, let go, you know, because, because, you, you may be worried about where your son went, where your daughter went and, you know, how are they fine? Because there are times they will go to meet friends, they may have a sleepover, they may do this, they may do that. And there's only so much you can control. I remember once I went for a... Uh, so, so actually, uh, there's some incidents I want to talk about. But before that, you did ask me that, how do you manage to bond with your children? So the thing is that, strangely enough, I've managed to keep up somewhat with the times in terms of uh, social media, in terms of the current social media trends, and in terms of also the kind of music my children and me would listen to when they were growing up. And thank God that, you know, we were on the same page on that. Because I remember, like, uh, I may not look like a person who listens to it, but both of our kids and me used to enjoy a lot of, uh, and we still do house music and EDM stuff and all. Okay. And so... So when we were in the car, we would really play the music and thank God that all of us were on the same page as far as that music. I mean, imagine I was playing some uh, something else and they say, what the hell, like, you know, this guy, I think should get out of this car. <laughs> that. Uh, sure. so, um, so we all went to a, 
a concert, a dead mouse uh, concert in Bangalore. And I remember that they told me, they told me and my wife, stay away from my friends, do not come anywhere close to us. <laughs> because also, you know, I think in their teenage years, they also have this whole shyness sort of a thing about, uh, you know, they want to be uh, like the, the guy wants to be manly, the girl wants to be the, all grown up and, and, and they don't want, like, they want to shed off that image of holding hands and, you know, which they were doing till they were 10, 12 years old. And then suddenly when they become 13, 14, yeah. they want to be seen very independent. So I remember this vividly and they were saying like, stay off, stay off, like do not come there. So we were all at the same concert, but we were sitting somewhere else altogether while they were enjoying somewhere else. And then we all came back home together because I think somewhere we all came back together. But, but so, so, so these are the things that you, you actually go through and and you have to sometime come come down to not sometime mostly you have to come down to their level because of their le- level of thinking and what they want so i've attended justin bieber show and died literally in bombay in the bombay heat and, uh, and and so on and so, forth. so we've done all that like you know and i watched enough cartoon movies with my daughter like every movie i, I most often later on i so i think sleep through it all but we <laughs> go to cinema hall and and watch because i had to give her company so you know we basically kind of leveled up uh, to the i used to level up to their expectation as far as i could lovely lovely i mean to keep up i, I don't listen to edm I know what it is. I, I, I'm not a fan of it. I must be honest. But here's my experience on this, uh, Aslam, which is my son listens to the rock music that I used to listen to back mm-hmm. in my day. Right. So he's, he's found the Bon Jovi's, the Aerosmiths, the Scorpions. And I'm like, what? And one day when he was playing this music, I walked past his room and I could hear Pink Floyd playing. And I was like, are you sure he's, this is happening in my home? You know, <laughs> because I was really happy that he was finding what I would, would believe, uh, you know, good, uh, great music, uh, the old rock. Right? Is this your 17-year-old? It is, yes. No, so I'll tell you, there is also an age which my daughter and son also went through that. Uh, they, they, they discover the retro. Yeah, and uh, and they start loving it, and and I think, and I was very happy because see, I grew up on the '90s and '80s music, all the the Pink Floyds and the Blondies and everybody else. Like you know, I I used to actually turn out a, a music newsletter when I was in college because I used to just love putting information together. So 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 uh, I mean, we could relate to that. Those songs also, thankfully, mm. and the other songs. So yeah, I think it's a great thing that uh, kids are discovering. Uh, some good quality music, if I would say. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm loving that bit. How would you define fatherhood, Aslam? So it's a, it's a very loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> I, trust me, it's not. <laughs> no, I mean the thing is that uh, see, I mean some bits I did um, answer in my um, earlier remarks, but uh, see. Uh, the fatherhood is is a title, first of all, you know, because uh, I mean, people will call you dad and they'll call the mother mom and everything else, but it's it's also a title, right? So at the end of the day, it is what you make out of it. It's uh, it's uh, it's so that's why I use the word. It's also very loaded. See, fatherhood to me, I think if I could, and I hope I was successful at doing that, is being a friend, uh, because to my children that is, and um, and I'll tell you the reason why, and I don't know whether I'm hundred percent successful with that. But I've tried to be 
you know because uh, there's there's never a, like i think everything is work in progress in our life at the end of the day like you know and i mean we cannot say that we achieve this and completed done with it right so the same thing applies to the word fatherhood and and when i say the word friend is like i do want i mean as far so kids don't open up as they grow older they don't open up much to parents also they start kind of withdrawing because i think they're going through their own metamorphosis and they don't know don't know whether uh, you know parents will understand dad will understand mainly or they rather talk to a friend and so on and so forth so i think if we can somewhere bridge that gap you know i think that could be a great achievement of that fatherhood and uh, and you also need to make sure that what are the right buttons that you can press to make sure that your children are able to communicate with you so like if my daughter is doing an art project if she is doing her put fashion fashion design portfolio and in if i'm able to relate to that you know that i feel is a connection so but maybe if she wants to talk about some personal issue i may not be the right guy and then she may go to her mom for that and the same thing applies to my son when he calls us from the us you know i remember when my my wife asked him how are you i'm missing you he, he's like literally like i'm getting off the phone do not speak with me but the minute i will ask him you know what he did at the class and we both relate to uh, the food and beverage side of the business you know, i'll ask him a menu and i'll ask him his dish name and so on and so forth you won't believe that call could go on for like an hour yeah so uh, so it's also about uh, you know uh, you know pressing the right buttons if you could and hope that they work so so father is a i think it's it's a it's a huge ball of uh, multiple dimensions and it kind of manifests itself depending on um, what situation you are in at that moment because it it could also be eventually financial it could yeah. be many things you know emotional True. and uh, and my kids are not married yet but that's another story that may happen whenever if they plan to so it's a it's like i said wip you know yeah, absolutely a work in progress aslam it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you aslam i'll tell you the three things i'm taking away from my interview with you today from this i'm going to i'm going to take that back it's not an interview it's a chat that we've had about uh, two things we share in common and obviously we love one i love the fact that you wanted to be a dj while you know once upon a time i wanted to be an aircraft maintenance engineer when i want oh. when i when I, in fact that's what i did for my initial uh, higher education i love the fact that you talk about and this is something that has given me a great reminder and although i've been a dad for about 17 years now we are a work in progress right uh we as fathers as mothers as parents as children we encounter so many things that we never thought we would it's how we maneuver around that it's how uh flexible we can be so you've reminded me uh, of that great quality that each of us must possess so aslam with a lot of gratitude thank you for being on the papahood podcast please give us a few words of, to say bye uh, to our guests if you don't mind absolutely so i must say that i have spoken from my heart and uh, you know these programs these chat shows uh, even if i get a questioner there's no way that you can prepare for it because you it's uh, it's a it's a life first uh, it's a life story it's a life lesson that you need to unfold and i really appreciate steve that you know you have been a 
a great host and the way you have uh, maneuvered and moderated this uh, session because you know to bring out my thoughts and you know in a rather give them some structure if i would say because you know you literally rebound my life of 25 some years you know in like 30 minutes if i would say and uh, so it's a it's a great thing but uh, i i've enjoyed the 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 chat today and um, and i'm looking forward to you know maybe hopefully catching up with you separately but but there's a motto that i uh, keep always uh, in my head and i want to i i tell this to my kids and i tell to my friends and everybody to always uh, stay positive and always look at uh, that, that we we all go to uh, when shit happens but we all need to look at the bright side of life and and if you stay positive and if you see the brighter side of life even if that shit happens you know you are able to take on the next minute of your life absolutely well thank you uh, aslam again everybody who have tuned in thank you very much for your time i'm sure you've enjoyed today's podcast session with aslam gafur i have taken a lot away from the session which i always do every time i have a guest but every guest well adds a new leaf to the pages of learning so with that said you know where to look us up on on facebook linkedin twitter instagram you either you can look for us uh, at the papahood podcast or you can look for me steven brass your host whatever you are whatever you're doing stay safe and god bless <laughs>